So I don't know uh, the current state of the president's marriage or family life or anything. I don't know where he's at today. What I do know <clears throat> is that if these sorts of things took place as a pattern and regularly, we, we know what the Bible says about that kind of pattern and what in the statement it makes about salvation. From Walking in Grace, this is the Straight Truth Podcast, Christian opinions in an increasingly secular world. Well, welcome again to the Straight Truth Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Philpott. And as always, I'm joined by pastor teacher Richard Caldwell from Founders Baptist Church. Now, we would love to interact with you about this discussion, so please be sure to leave a comment below. Now, pastor, almost every sector of culture right now has been hit with revelations about long-admired people that have been revealed to have secret, disgusting lives. And this goes from the top echelon of our government all the way down to the local pastor. And in most cases, this means at least the loss of respect and integrity for these people. Now, we know that Christians and non-Christians alike obviously sin, and that's not what we're arguing here. But what do we really do when it's somebody that is supposed to be leading in a certain way? Us, and they're supposed to be leading our people. So, for instance, in this past couple of weeks, uh, there's been this revelation about the alleged affair that President Trump has had with Stormy Daniels. How should the church really respond to something like this? Yeah, um, it's a sad state of affairs. And unfortunately, uh, as believers, we can't, we can't act as if these things are not happening in our world. Uh, in John chapter 17, Jesus prays for us, for his people. He doesn't pray that the Lord would take us out of the world, but that we'd be kept in the midst of it. So even though we're a people who are not of the world, we live in the world. And as a result, uh, we're aware of these things that, are, that happen in our world. We're asked questions about these things that happen in our world. And we have to think about these things. Um, how we think about these things is important. I want to say something at the outset because um, it's important to me, because I don't want to be guilty of something that I, th I think is wrong. And that is we, we have a handful of very famous, visible, accomplished evangelicals whom I respect they're asked questions about these sorts of things. They give their answers. I don't think they mean to be spokespeople for the entire church, but I think sometimes we treat them like they're spokesmen for the entire church, like, like one person's response is the response that we are all to embrace. And so I just want to make clear from the outset that I know what I am. I, I have a God-given responsibility to be an under-shepherd to one local congregation on the face of this planet. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's my responsibility. Mm -hmm. So someone might ask, well, then why do you do a podcast like this? And why do you answer a question in a public forum? And the answer is because I still think it's helpful. I think this is why other men do so as well. I think it's helpful for believers to, to have someone else think through an issue with them. Mm -hmm. not, to, not to represent what their view must be or where they must mm -hmm. land on it, but just to give an example for how we think through these kinds of issues. Because mm -hmm. we all have to think through these kinds of issues. So I just want to make that clear that I'm not speaking, you know, the world is not my parish. Mm -hmm. uh, I have a responsibility with Founders Baptist Church. And so I would encourage people, ask these same questions to your pastor. Ask these same questions to your elders because they have responsibility to, to, uh, to watch for your soul. My own thinking is, to, if we're going to think about these things well, we have to think about these things in categories. Mm -hmm. It's too simplistic. If someone walks up to me and says, what do you think about uh, the alleged incident between Stormy Daniels and the president. It, that's too simple a question. I, I want to ask, or too simplistic a question. I have to ask, well, from what vantage point are you asking me this? Mm -hmm. 
Are you asking me about uh, how such an accusation might reflect on his claim to be a Christian? Um, does this say, do we need to think about this at all in, in, in the realm of the genuine fruits of salvation? Mm-hmm. Uh, are you asking me about the impact this might have on a nation when its, when its chief leader mm-hmm. um, is associated with such things? That, that's a different kind of answer. Are you asking me how I should think about this as a future voter, mm-hmm. as a citizen of the nation? Uh, should this change the way I think about voting in the future? That's another aspect of the question. So I think there are categories around which we consider something like this. So let me just talk about a few of those categories. Uh, one of the things I think we ought to be troubled by, and this is not just related to the president. This is related athletics, um, the entertainment industry, mm-hmm. uh, family, our children, um, person we're married to. When we take someone we love or admire or we've invested something in them emotionally, and we try to argue um, for a for their conversion, for the reality of their salvation, and we ignore the biblical statements about what genuine salvation looks like, that is a big problem. Uh, we have to understand that we don't determine what salvation is. Mm-hmm. God is the, is the Savior, right. and the fruits of salvation are the fruits that he has given voice to in the scriptures. I don't get to determine what genuine salvation looks like. The Bible tells me what genuine salvation looks like. We all must evaluate ourselves by that standard. And so it doesn't matter whether it's a wayward child or it is your father or mother or it's the president of your country. Um, You have to take a person's lifestyle and measure it against what scripture says genuine salvation looks like and then know whether you need to pray for their salvation or pray for a believer to, to repent. And we can't know that perhaps finally or, or with all certainty, but we still have to be honest with the evidence. So I don't know uh, the current state of the president's marriage or family life or anything. I don't know where he's at today. What I do know <clears throat> is that if, if these sorts of things some of which we know took place in his past. So I'm thinking now about his very public affair with Marla Maples years ago. Mm-hmm. If these sorts of things took place as a pattern and regularly, we, we know what the Bible says about that kind of pattern and what and the statement it makes about salvation. It speaks of someone who doesn't know Christ. Even in the present, um, and now this is not just about the president, this is about anyone. When, when a person's manner of speaking is consistently filled with profanity, when their viewpoints are consistently at odds with the scriptures. Again, these are not the things that speak of eternal life. So I'm a little concerned when we try to Christianize people instead of just just letting them be what they are. Um, As a Christian, I I don't believe that I have to vote for only Christians when it comes to public office. Mm -hmm. If I have the the opportunity to do that, that's a blessing. Uh, 1 Timothy chapter 2, I'm to pray for those who are, who are in leadership. I pray for their salvation. I, th- I think 1 Timothy 2, the context is evangelistic prayer. We're praying for their salvation. It would be wonderful if we had Christians in, in all you know, uh, areas of leadership in our country, but that's just not the case. So I'm not required to say I can only vote for Christians. Therefore, I don't feel the necessity, nor, nor should I. It's very dangerous to try to Christianize someone um, whether I voted for them or I didn't. Mm. So, so that's, that's one category of thinking about this. In terms of what it does to a nation, 
when our highest leaders are associated with scandal. I think about uh, Proverbs chapter 14, verse 34. It says, righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. I like that verse because, again, I, I think sometimes what we try to do as United States citizens is we try to make the United States sort of a new Israel. Mm-hmm. And, and the fact is that's not what the United States is. It, it isn't Israel. We don't live under the Mosaic law. Um, God's word is not the standard by which our nation is governed. Mm-hmm. It would be wonderful if, if it were, but it's not. Mm-hmm. And so what I would be wrong to do is to is to think in terms of the of the president as if he is the king of Israel. And then I take the standards that should have been applied to the king of Israel and I apply them to the United States president. I try to equate those things. They're, they're not, uh, we, we can't equate them. But that verse is broader than just the nation of Israel. That verse that I just read says that righteousness exalts a nation, any nation. And sin is a reproach to any people, any nation. And so uh, though the United States is not Israel, God is king over the entire earth. <laughs> and when the creator's law is respected, then a nation finds blessing there. And when a, when the creator is um, sinned against in high-handed ways, rebelled against, rejected, a nation bears the fruits of that rebellion. And so our leaders uh, are important in that, not only do they set a trajectory for where our nation is headed, they actu- actually are a reflection of where we already are. Mm. Uh, it's sad to say, but usually we get the leaders we deserve. Mm. And so when we see um, immorality characterizing our government, you know, in multiple levels, city level, state level, national level, what it says is that we're an immoral nation. And, and so we're electing people who are in our image. And I'm not just talking about President Trump. Um, Again, we try to Christianize leaders. So I, I think you can go back as many presidents as you want to and ask how many of these men were genuinely converted. I can't say with all certainty, but I think there's there are re- good reasons to be concerned about a whole host of them. Mm-hmm. So we, we just have to be honest about, about, about what we're dealing with. At least to a third thought, and that is, frankly, when it comes to this kind of scan- scandal, I haven't paid attention to it in, in large measure. Mm-hmm. My life is not wrapped up on a day-to-day basis with what's happening in our country politically. Why? Because though I am an earthly citizen of the United States of America, and to that degree, I'm a patriot and I love our country. I'm thankful for the blessings associated with it. I'm a citizen of heaven. This, This nation is not my final home. If I take seriously what the scriptures teach about my place in this world, I am a pilgrim. I am a stranger. I am an alien. I am passing through. I'm a missionary. Um, b- before I know it, my life on this side of heaven will be over, and eternity is before me. And so I'm not. I'm not wrapped up in the the day to day highs and lows of what's happening in the country. I take Romans 13 to heart, which teaches me that I'm to be a submissive citizen. I'm to be a model citizen as a believer. I ought to respect the offices of leadership even when I can't respect the personalities who hold the offices. Mm -hmm. So I think many Christians are making a mistake right now. I think some are so outraged by the behavior of leaders in government that they don't, uh, they're not, that believers are not being characterized by the kind of respect and deference to the office that should characterize Christians. 
I think we ought to be models of, of giving honor to those to whom honor is due, respect to those who, to whom respect is due. And in Romans 13, when that's being written, you're talking about a Roman emperor mm-hmm. who, whose personality was not respectful. So it's not about the personality. It's about the fact that God works through government. It is like a servant of God. And I ought to have respect for the, for the offices. Um, so I, I take to heart what the scriptures teach me about citizenship. Um, and that includes the fact that this is not my, my final home. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I think as a kingdom citizen, I think as a citizen of heaven, even as I live my life out as an earthly citizen. There's, there's much more that could be said. But these are the, the I, I, just as a, as a word of exhortation, what I would do, what I would say to my fellow Christians is think about the categories that relate to the question and then realize there are different aspects of this we have to think about as we walk through those categories. Mm-hmm. So what is the president's behavior? Again, I'm not saying this, this is true or not. This is alleged. I'm not saying this is his present behavior. This is apparently something from his past, if it, even if it is true. Um, but what I want to do is think about what, what, what does this kind of behavior say about salvation? What does this kind of behavior say about our country? Uh, how wrapped up should I be anyway in this sort of thing on a day-to-day basis? Uh, I, I think the healthiest thing some of us could do is just turn off the news and, and, and dive into the word of God and realize that I've got work to do today for the sake of the kingdom of Christ. And I have one ambition in life, 2 Corinthians 5, 9, whether in the body or standing before Jesus face to face, to be well-pleasing to him. That's, that's, that's my ambition today. And, and so what happened between uh, anyone and someone else uh, really doesn't relate too much to what my calling is today. And so I want to be wrapped up in those things that the Lord wants me to be wrapped up in. And, um, and it's also, final thing I'll say, it's a good opportunity for all of us to examine our own personal integrity. And so uh, if we really believe this is hateful to God, then it's hateful not just in another person. It would be hateful to God in my life. And so I want to be sure to watch for my own uh, purity and fidelity. I want to be faithful to my wife, beginning at the most fundamental place, and that's my mind mm-hmm. and my heart. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, wherever in our lives that, that is not what it ought to be, then let us repent of our sin. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure we examine ourselves before we examine everyone else. Now, thanks for joining us once again for the Straight Truth Podcast. Now, be sure to like, subscribe, and share this podcast with friends and family members. We're also on Facebook and Twitter. You can find the audio version of this episode in the podcast feed of your choice. Now, Straight Truth is a production of Walking in Grace Ministries, which is the preaching and writing ministry of Pastor Richard Caldwell. So be sure to go to our website, straighttruth.net, for more info. Be sure to leave a comment or a question for us there.